0: Chapter Twenty One of Cowboy Life on the Side Track. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Cowboy Life on the Side Track by Frank Benton. Chapter Twenty One Grand Island. Before we arrived at Grand Island we learned from Jack Dew that most cowmen unloaded their cattle there and drove them back and forth through the stockyards a while in order to accumulate a large amount of mud on them. The Grand Island mud is very adhesive, and once steers is thoroughly immersed in it the mud sticks to them for weeks, and helps very materially in their weight. A shipper told him that before he stopped at Grand Island he used to wonder what cattlemen meant by filling their cattle at Grand Island but now he knew it was filling their hair full of mud. Sometimes, he said, the mud was a little too thick, kind of chunky and fell off, and sometimes it had too much water in it and drained off, more or less. But when it was mixed just right, it would settle into their hair like concrete cement. It's quite dark in color, fortunately, and if they've had a rain, it is easy to get pins where you can immerse your cattle all over and thus make them the color of the Galloways, which is the most fashionable color for cattle in the market he said there was cases where cattlemen had got a good fill on the grand island mud and sold their cattle weighed up there to feeders who put them on full feed for six months and they weighed less in the market than to start with because the feeders had curried the mud off them sometimes he said after people left grand island with their cattle and before the mud got well set there would come a hard rain on them and the mud washed off in streaks and gave the cattle a kind of zebra appearance Especially was this true where the cattle had originally been white. He said we would be expected to order some hay and pay for it, and get the mud for nothing. It was just like a bootjack saloon, where you bought a high-priced peppermint drop and got a pint of whiskey throwed in. "'Twas here at Grand Island that we met Joe Kerr again. We had met him in Utah before we shipped, and he tried very hard to get us to ship our cattle to the coming livestock market of the United States at St. Joe.' Kurt travels in the interest of the st joe stockyards and while in the fullness of our youth and concert when we first loaded our stock we wouldn't have taken a suggestion from teddy roosevelt yet we had grown older and had lost some of our self-confidence in fact i've often thought since these experiences that the old proverb he who ships his range cattle to market place instead of selling them at home leaves hope behind would apply to most range shipments Now it seems Joe Kerr had kept posted as to our movements right along through friends of his who were in the sheep business and who had trailed their herds past our train at different times on their trip east to sell their sheep for feeders. And Kerr had made such nice calculations by casting horoscopes and looking up the signs of the zodiac that he knew to a month when we would arrive in Grand Island and was waiting there to persuade us to ship our stock to St. Joe in place of Omaha. He was right on the spot to help us unload them knew all the pins where the mud was the deepest even helped us smear the mud into their hair on the few spots that was missed when we were swimming them through the mud-batter joe had loads of statistics for sheepmen cattlemen horsemen and hogmen that would convince any man that wasn't too suspicious that saint joe was the best market he had beautiful colored maps of the yard showing the clear limpid waters of the missouri river flowing along at the foot of the bluffs the waters swarming with steamboats and smaller craft, the city of St. Joe covering the bluffs and river bottoms for miles, and just down to the river at the lower end of this great city with stockyards and packing plants, laid out like some great city park and hundreds of acres, all paved with brick laid into walks and floors for the pens, with perfect precision, and all divided in different compartments for all kinds of livestock, everything arranged so sheep can be unloaded one place hogs another place, cattle another, so as to admit of no delay in unloading when the stock arrived. He told us that their yards were kept so clean that ladies could walk all over them in rainy weather without soiling their costumes. Said no sheenies were skinning people in their yards. He made such a square talk we finally agreed to split the shipment and let part of the train go to St. Joe, and sent Jack Dew along to take care of the cattle. End of chapter 21 Recording by Philip Gould